Blog Talk Radio. kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. This is Say Yes to Spirit, hosted by Leslie and Tracy, and we want to encourage you on your spiritual path. How are you this week? I hope you're enjoying your holiday weekend, as we are, and thanks so much for joining us for Say Yes to Spirit. Today our theme is beauty, and neither one of us has any idea what we're going to talk about. (laughs) That's good. I'm thinking like there was, wasn't there a movie about a horse named Beauty? Huh? <laughs> Just that came to mind when I first heard the topic. There was a movie, um, an old movie about a horse named Beauty. Was that National Velvet? <laughs> was Elizabeth Taylor's <laughs> horse named Beauty? I think maybe something like that. It was a famous movie. It must be National Velvet. So, there you go. so that's the first now, thing that came to my mind when I heard Beauty, so I'll have to... You know you're making me have to go to the internet. (laughs) You have to find out what the famous horse named Beauty was, right? Right. When we go on a break, I'll Mm -hmm. be going to the internet Mm -hmm. and and Googling or searching for a horse named Beauty. Uh Uh Yeah, a horse. And a show about spirituality, I'm sure that we could work (laughs) that in, that horses are beautiful in their majesty and in the way that they have been created. But... I, I will admit that's not quite what I had in mind. Is that what you, yeah, was the first thing that came to your mind? Uh, uh, no. That's why we do a show together between the two of us. We make a whole right? <laughs> Between the two of us, we uh, create some kind of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But before we get into beauty, uh, let's uh, close the loop on last week. The show was on fear and um, what happens to, how does fear keep us or prevent us from saying yes to spirit? And what's our fear mm-hmm. about saying yes to spirit? And uh, so we had a good conversation about fear from a spiritual perspective. And we talked about whether or not fear and faith can operate in the same space. And it's interesting, right before we went on uh, air for this show, Tracy had made reference to something that I was talking about that fear and faith are actually on the same continuum, the same energy. You remember saying that? Yeah. That's an interesting thing. And, and so in a strange way, maybe I'm holding with my idea that fear and faith don't coexist, that if I'm in a state of faith, that I am not in a state of fear. Exactly. So. Well, and that whole piece about um, that in in new thought is, is pretty common about that faith. Fear is simply faith. It's just that you have faith in, and you're assured that something wrong is going to happen or something bad is going to happen, and that it really is the exact same vibration. It really is the exact same thing, but kind of turned like if you look at a coin mm-hmm. and you have heads and tails, mm-hmm. that faith is one side of the coin and fear is the other side, but it's the same coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's always interesting because the things we tend to think about that are you know polar opposites many times turn out to be the exact same thing, just showing up in a different way. Yeah. So, so but we're done with fear. We don't ever have to have fear again. Right, right, right. On to beauty. Huh. I wonder what the opposite energy of beauty is. I don't know. Do you have any idea about that? Well, I was going to say ugly, but I don't think that's right. Uh, <laughs> Could you come up with something a little deeper than yeah, that? Yeah, maybe. A little more spiritual yeah, than that? Let me think about it, and you can Google beauty. We can take a break and come back. and <laughs> I can talk about how I couldn't find a, a, a devotion that was titled beauty. 
And I okay, felt, well, let's do that after the break. Okay. Because you did find devotion. Uh-huh. And we are going to share devotions. And we do want our listeners to come back after the break. You know, we That's do it. have something to say about beauty and spirituality yes. in 40 seconds. encouraging you on your spiritual path. And I had uh, said before the break that I really didn't find a devotion that was titled Beauty. It's so interesting. I think Tracy has said before we picked these topics well in advance and then each week when they come up, I look through the devotions that I've written and usually I have one, interestingly enough, titled that I'd written in the past, the the, the, the subject of the week. But I didn't have one at all about beauty and um so I started just looking in the body of different ones, and I found one that kind of fits. So I thought maybe this will be an interesting see to see how this fits with beauty and and maybe some of the different energies that are associated with beauty that we don't really name beauty. So this devotion is called God's Blessing. God bless you. As he took the four quarters out of my hand, I looked into his eyes. God bless you. I rarely stop long enough to look at those I give money to on the street. Yesterday, as I connected to this older man, I really felt the blessing of God come to me through him. I was having a difficult day, and as I rolled my window down, I wondered what life circumstance led this man to this street corner. I was focused on his story right up to the point he said, God bless you. This is a common thing people say on the street, and most times they are saying it as I am rolling up my window and turning my radio back on. But today I stopped and really looked at this older, dirty, possibly homeless man who is giving me God's blessing. I realize God's blessing does come to me right when I need it, but it may come in a way I don't readily recognize. I have a hunch God is constantly pushing love, blessing, life, and beauty toward me, but I may be too busy rolling up my window and turning my radio back on to notice. Today I stopped and let myself connect with a stranger I thought I was helping. Never did I think he had an even greater gift to give me. So I guess I wondered about the idea of beauty and God's blessing. And the idea of beauty being around us in different ways that we might not readily recognize. Right, or we take it for granted, or we have a story about it, and it's right there, and if we would just look at it through a different lens, mm-hmm. we would see the beauty in that person or in that thing or the, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, and, and that really connects for me, because I I do think too often... When we say the word beauty, we think of the images that we've seen in through the media about physical, physical beauty. Right. And when we are having the spiritual conversation about beauty, knowing that beauty is in all things, um, it does shift shift mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so I love I love as I listen to you read the devotion. I love the idea of beauty in the situation, mm. the situation itself, mm-hmm. beauty in the insight that you had about it, and beauty in this man who by physical appearance, by our human experience, seems to be having a bad experience. You know, the beauty of him gifting right. you with a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even sometimes when people might say, yeah, it's just automatic. People just say, God bless you, or, you know, it's still being said. Yes. Yes. 
it's still being said. I mean, I've given money to people who were on the streets, you know, or are collecting money and have them say, is that all? No! <laughs> I've never had that happen. That's is that all great. you got? Oh, that's great. You know, that's a very different response than God bless you. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. And again, that blessing, the the beauty of that simple exchange when we pay attention to it. Yes. And I think that really, for me, that is ultimately my choice, is is I am I going to pay attention to what's around me? And when I stop and pay attention, there really is, as you said, beauty all around me. And it's just really what lens I'm looking at it through. And if I'm in a state of anxiety or a state of fear or the state of worry, which I think are all synonymous, one for the other, but, um, you know, then that's the lens. I'm not going to see any beauty in that. I'm just going to see something that might come back and hurt me later or, you know, certainly won't last for long if it's a good thing. But if I look at it through the lens of beauty and, it, and expect that to be what I see, and man, everything just shifts. It's the rose-colored glasses idea. Yeah, we see what we expect to see is a quote that I use in diversity training a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, what's in our mind and what we're looking for gets affirmed. And I think that is absolutely true with beauty as well, beauty from a spiritual perspective. Um, and we may have to say that several times because we're so programmed to equate or to connect the word beauty with physical appearance mm-hmm. that I, I do. I hear myself saying, you know, beyond physical appearance in my mind mm-hmm. just now. It's like reminding myself we're looking for we're looking for something deeper, something innate, something natural, something that really expresses God in someone else or in something else. That's the expression of spirit, the expression of the divine mm-hmm. in that person, that that thing or that situation. <laughs> and then I have to laugh because I'm thinking about a couple of nights ago I was out on my patio and and this big buzzing flying insect was, and I don't know what it was because I was like, it was big and it was buzzing, not like a bee buzzing, but it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was because I like left the patio <laughs> so quickly and closed the door so it wouldn't like come through the patio door into like my home. Your space. Yeah. And so... Um, I wasn't really quite seeing the beauty in this divine creation at that moment, but at least I didn't, like, swat at it or or go to kill it. Very good, Buddha. Yeah, so I'm better. Yes, you are are learning the nature of nature, right? And, you know, it's interesting because I think we see a lot of times we, we talk about the beauty in nature as, God, like we see a beautiful sunset, or we see the purple mountain majesty, or we, you know, we have all these different natural beauties that we look at and we say, oh, there is God expressing. Yes. And we just very naturally see God expressing in that beautiful nature scene. But then how do we say, you know, that's God expressing through the oil spill, or that's God expressing through something that we certainly wouldn't just jump to as a beautiful something. And um, that, to me, is my challenge for myself, to see that beauty, to see that, you know, to see that beauty beyond what I look at and see with my human eyes, to really try to nurture and mature and teach my spiritual eyes to be the ones that I look through. And they talk a lot, I'm doing the Course of Miracles thing that I read each day, and they talk a lot about seeing through not your body's eyes. They right. use those words, don't look through your body's eyes. And I never really thought about that I have two sets of eyes. But it, you know, when you think about it, it's true. <laughs> At least, right, right. And so it's interesting. And so I'm really, that's one of my real day current things that I'm, you know, trying to train my mind to. Right. And that's a great spiritual practice. Since, I mean, we always try to, mm-hmm. to highlight what are some spiritual practices that will help you 
say yes to spirit, and in this case, say yes to the beauty mm-hmm. of spirit, and to really see it and recognize it and take it in and encourage it. And yeah, I love that idea of being intentional about, you know, seeing beyond or not seeing just what you see mm-hmm. through your body's eyes. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, we we put on sunglasses when we go uh-huh. out in the sun. What if we thought about putting on God glasses mm-hmm. to with which through which we could then view the world? And I really wonder because I hear Reverend Petra and I hear Reverend Beatrice, two people who kind of walk the walk that I look to, and I, I'll hear them talk about they see the God in everybody that they see, and I and I think of that as oh those are nice words you know that's a nice sentiment, but then I have a hunch that they really do see something. That, that their spiritual path has led them to the point that there's literally something spiritual that they see. I don't know what it is. Maybe I should ask them. But that, there's, that they see something different, and that's the thing that I'm really working on now when I see random people or see you, Tracy, and, you know, just to say, okay, I see God in you. And there's what is namaste. Namaste. I, what is that? The God in me sees the God, the in, God you. in you. The divine in me recognizes and sees the divine in you. To really connect with that in that you know so I'm waiting to see like I don't know swirling colors in your forehead you or mean something. you can't see I, 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 the, the aura like, that, you know, that I, surrounds me I have me. seen before I've been able to do that you know but I'm thinking it's a sort of a something more um, less mystical and more practical when I look in your eyes it's connection or an energy I don't know who said mystical was not practical what's that connection in your brain mystical is not practical well you know um i don't know the idea of you know having these outer body experiences or moving around or shifting energy you know being focused on that versus just the more practical you know that there's no trick to it it's just a way of life that there's really you know that magic becomes practical that that that, that it is that i think i think we term mystics or magical things as out of the ordinary and when I I want it to become really ordinary for right. me that it just becomes a part of my everyday that I look at you and I automatically see God and I don't know if that will show up as a purple spiraling piece of energy or no no I can just show you it will show up as Tracy you'll <laughs> just look like I'll that look just like oh, this but you'll be able to really see and feel you. and sense ah the love in me, mm. even when mm. I'm not saying loving mm. things. Right, right, right. And I guess that is, yeah, that's the common thread when I hear those two people talk about it. You know, it is they just see the love. They don't, they don't pay any attention to the other. It's like, what is there a biblical term? It's like a shaft on the corn. What is that? That's not right. But it's you know. <laughs> Sometimes my mind goes back. I see the, the God in you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Doc. I'm not going to make up a story about whatever it was, the shaft of the thing. I can't, I can't, what's the word? I can't even make a connection on that one, Leslie. You know, usually I'm really good about figuring out where you're going. Decoding my mind. But, uh, yes, I'm not doing a good job of decoding. The beauty within, beyond what's on the outside that we see or that we're listening to, that we Uh, see the authentic self. uh, Yeah. Well, and that really is. I mean, I agree with you. The people I know who really allow their spiritual foundation and their their spiritual beliefs to guide them in their human interactions mm-hmm. consistently day in, day yes. out are less are they're not perfect, so they do get hooked. Mm-hmm. They do have human experiences, but they are less guided by those and especially in the presence of someone who is in pain or in Mm dis-ease, not necessarily illness, but Mm -hmm. dis-ease, immediately, immediately just see and and hold that this person is a child of God and this person is experiencing, you know, some human pain or uncertainty, Mm -hmm. but that's not who this person really is. And they see the beauty within, regardless. Right. Even when the person can't 
see it or doesn't see it himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something we talk about, the beauty within, God within, and the idea of holding that for someone else when they can't see it. That's a huge principle or practice, or what would we call that in New Thought, that um, well, and I have people in my life that I ask to do that when I know that I'm in a bad place for them to hold that spot or that container for me while I go out and destroy myself. <laughs> and I'll come back later to the container they're still holding. <laughs> and replenish. And replenish, exactly. Be reminded. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. In, the, in religious science and science of mind, you know, the, the whole spiritual practice of spiritual mind treatment, you know, of really treating the mind of of healing from that particular belief or the cause, the, the mental cause, the idea, the mm. thought of whatever is creating this um, or supporting this turmoil or this illness or this whatever, quote, unquote, what we as humans label negative mm-hmm. experience. Um, but we also use that exact same spiritual practice of spiritual mind treatment to reinforce the good. Mm. So it's not just something to do when we're trying to, quote-unquote, fix something or close the gap between who we really are and how we're showing up as a human. Um, It's also used to reinforce the good. To get good, good or goodest. Well, and to recognize it and to retain it, Mm -hmm. you know, that good things are happening and I do believe that and I do believe in good in my life and I want to stay in that good. And that's not always about making it better mm-hmm. because you don't have to fix good. Mm-hmm. You want to remind yourself that that is my birthright as a child of God. That is who I can be. And this is like I see myself like firmly pointing that this is so important <laughs> and there must be a Sunday talk in this or yeah, something. And and that the good is, you know, um, on a continuum that can be uninterrupted. Or the beauty can just be beauty uninterrupted. Because somehow, you know, I'll get four or five seconds of good or beauty, and I'm like, oh, that's all I that's all I get for now. And then I, you know, I got to go back to the other. Into the idea that uh, holding that consciousness that, well, that can be uninterrupted. That can just be a way of life. And um, and to remind ourselves that that beauty, that God within, that beauty within, that good within, um, can be a constant state. There's really nothing, there's no reason to disrupt that. I think that's why I was reacting to the idea that it would be mystical mm. and that, you know, you would see purple surrounding. I think, no, <laughs> it, if it is, if I step, for me, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true for you, mm-hmm. but for me, if I step into a place, and I say I'm going to live, I am living my life in a way that I see beauty in everything. Mm-hmm. I see beauty in everything. Mm-hmm. Now, you may look at the exact same thing and see a disaster about to come around the corner, mm-hmm. but I see beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And the more I affirm that and the more I do it, the easier it becomes to the point where I don't think about it. It just it it goes back to my intention this year of being spiritual practice. Not I want to be Doing. spiritual practice, not do spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And so the more I I be it, mm-hmm. you know, excusing the improper English, <clears throat> but the more I be it, the more it is. The mm-hmm. more I am. Mm-hmm. The more I be it, the more I am it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think about it. And I'm not there. But that's kind of the psychology for me of it, which I'm thinking is also the science of it, Mm -hmm. the technology of it. The more you do it, the more you live in that space, in that vibration, as Michael Beckwith would talk about, you know, raise your vibration and you improve your life. It's so powerful, and and there's a twelve step thing of uh, act as if. Yes. If you you know act as if you're in that space, well you're in that space because you're acting. Nobody has to know you're actually acting. 
and then your insight, your brain and your ego don't realize you're acting either, right. and then they say they eventually will be like, oh, this is how this is how Tracy is now. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is who she is. And yeah. then your ego and your brain take over, making that to be true. Right. It's like you reprogram that groove. It's really fascinating over the course of my life and watching when that re, when that groove has been reprogrammed, and then it's so surprising when I think back to how the groove was. And I sometimes rarely do, but it's interesting. People in my life will remind me, oh, you used to. I'm like, oh, that's right. But, you know... Once I get done with it, you know, it's so done that I, you know, I forget that I did. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Don't so, remind me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's interesting because it kind of becomes, you know, not even a memory once it's really done. So here's a quote. We teach that God is truth and beauty, peace and harmony, that as we grow to be more like God, being better reflections of God, our lives will be filled with health, happiness, and success. We teach that God is truth and beauty, peace and harmony, and as we become better reflections of God, or as I would more likely say it, as, as we allow the God essence in us, to show up in our lives mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. then our lives will be filled with truth and beauty, peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. So the beauty is there. Mm-hmm. It's like the seed is there. And do we water it? Do we nurture it? Um, do we allow it mm-hmm. to come forth in our conscious thinking, in our conscious choices, in our conscious conversations? Because it's there right, for us to view the world in that way. And then maybe after the break we'll talk about, we've been so far talking so much about how we view others and how we view the world and do we see the beauty out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe after the break we should switch and talk about do we even recognize the beauty within Mm -hmm. our own beauty. How do we tap into that? How do we allow spirit to come forth, um, and how do we share our own beauty, or do we? And can we authentically see that beauty outside of ourselves if we don't see it within ourselves? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question, but I think we need a break first. (laughs) What do you think? All right, that sounds good. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. My name is Tracy and Leslie, and we are having a good time today talking about beauty and how beauty connects with um, our spiritual life and our applying spiritual beliefs in the real world. In the first half of the show, most of our comments really focused on seeing the beauty outside of us, in other people, in other living creatures, and in the situations within which we find ourselves. But isn't it interesting that neither one of us immediately went to the idea of the beauty within and how do we recognize, acknowledge, accept 
that seed of beauty that really is who we are. Years and years of therapy probably is why I didn't go right there, you know. I mean, I'm still not done with my own work. But, yeah, it is, and I really believe what I said before the break on some level, you know, until we get that within ourselves and embrace it and hold it and accept it, you know, we can only do it on a very limited basis to those around us. So, you know, always the idea of uh, the uh, plane going down and the oxygen mask falling, you know, if you really want to be able to save the children around you, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. So uh, there is some wisdom to seeing the beauty within and really understanding that it's not a, selfish or, you know, I think we're taught as a society, oh, you know, we have to put ourselves down or put ourselves second or, you know, not take care of ourselves, you know, feed all of everyone else around us before we eat kind of thinking. But ultimately, it's the most selfish thing not to take care of ourselves, actually. And I'm reminding myself as I listen to you that we're not talking about physical beauty. I think when we look at beauty, the beauty, the unique creation that each one of us is, and then how beautiful that is and how important it is for each one of us to share our uniqueness with the world mm-hmm. or in the world, that we we do get caught up. I, well, I don't, let's not say we. I got caught up for a long time in trying to find the physical beauty and being afraid or timid about sharing that which was unique about me, which really is is the beauty of who I am um, because of all the messages growing up, you know, not seeing images of people who look like me or shared characteristics, physical characteristics with me, whether it was skin color or hair texture or you know, body shape or, you know, of me and and my sisters and aunts and, you know, women I knew, um, to just people who knew me individually and, you know, in, in class, comparing myself to the pretty girls, you know, the girls who were pretty or the girls who, the, who other people would always say, oh, you're so cute or you're so pretty. And they weren't saying that to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's... You know, what we do with our children, mm-hmm. children in the world, if they don't get messages that they are beautiful, there's something about them that's so um, divinely created. Right. You know, that spirit has, that God has, that Buddha has, that Allah, Allah has, um, you know, that there's a gift within them, and that's what makes them so beautiful. Um, I, you know, I think I understand why it's so hard for so many people. And I, and then I look back at my life and I see, you know, what really happened was I was getting those messages about inner beauty, about strength, about being smart, about, um, you know, not being smart externally, but really trusting the guidance of God and Spirit to direct my life. You know, I got a lot of that message, and that's probably what saved me and, and made me able to put the two together, mm. like in my late in my late teens and early twenties. But it was delayed for a long time, based on looking for the physical, for the physical, which is kind of like you say, is where society goes with it immediately, is to that. And what a gift to give a child to be able to really focus them in on that inner beauty, that inner essence. It is absolutely present in expressing how we don't really nurture that in the society. You know, we look straight to the, and then we always seem surprised when we see someone that we wouldn't automatically see as beautiful, and then they speak, or then like that little gal that in the Britain Got Talent. You know, she was almost booed off the stage or laughed off the stage until she started singing, and then everybody's like, "Oh my God, she's beautiful!" And so. You know, that was kind yeah. of an example of how we just make that instant judgment. In Based on the outer package mm-hmm. and our story about the outer right. package. Mm-hmm. 
unless we, as you talked about, the discipline and the training mm-hmm. yourself to not look through the eyes of the body, mm-hmm. but to look, you know, through a different eye, looking for, expecting, and knowing that the beauty is there. How could it not be? I mean, so much of what I'm trying to do with my whole stained glass spirit initiative with diversity and inclusion and new thought is all about walking every day step by step with the assumption that every person who comes into a spiritual community or who visits or who joins or who volunteers in a church has something invaluable to offer that no one else can offer. And if you put all of those people together, then that spiritual community will shine like the sun shining through and reflecting through a a beautiful stained glass window. Mm -hmm. Because spirit can do that. Spirit can weave us together if we see others through the eyes of spirit. Right. And it is a discipline. I think it is a practice. It certainly is for me. You know, something that I'm trying to find. And to see myself through those same eyes. That's another challenge, another opportunity. And to be able to play with that, I know I I spent several years selling different things, self-care, and and it was so interesting to feel the energy of myself when I was going to walk into that hospital and just know that case manager had a thousand things besides seeing me she wanted to do and she didn't want to talk to me. And I could get myself into such a spiral of nothing good's going to happen that I could walk into that building and then just people would be invisible. But I then I started practicing this little game where before I would go in, I would sit in my car and I would just like like say, oh, this is going to be great. They're going to love me. I've got like the thing they want. You know, I really talked my energy up. This is going to be fun. This is people are interested in it. And when I walked in, it was like suddenly I was literally a different presence. And I really learned over the years that it had everything to do with what I told myself before I walked into that building as to what happened once I got in that building. And if I told myself my beauty was going to come across, I was going to see their beauty, I was going to be excited about them, they were going to be excited about me. I mean, I really can attest to, you know, that changed the experience. And it's interesting to watch. And then I would do it for fun. Then I'd say, okay, now I'm going to be downtrodden and see what happens. It's like when I was downtrodden. You know, it was very fascinating. And and I think we have a lot more control, but we don't we don't really play with it like an experiment. And I like to experiment. I noticed. I like to, cause I'm I like to choose a bad experience just to prove that it. Oh, look, I do have control. I'm uh, choosing this, and look, it happened. Yeah, right, because right, I'm listening to you and thinking, okay, so you see that it works. Why would you have to see that it works, like, on the quote-unquote negative side? Yeah, just you for know, fun, to prove. Why would you just, <laughs> it's like, it's proven to me. <laughs> it's proven to me on the uh-huh. positive side yeah. and I'd be done with it it's like I want more of that please <laughs> and you're like I want more of the opposite we'll test the other again make sure this is real oh, no 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 um so do we have it's another a, devotion we do that really wasn't uh, titled beauty but I found another so you have this thing about it has to be titled beauty I'd to like be about it beauty. To fit perfectly before we begin, right in my mind. Is it a synonym? Synonym? A synonym is the same thing, same and antonym is the opposite. Okay, so let's see if this is a synonym for beauty. This is called joy. Driving down a familiar street, I knew intuitively the car on the side street was not going to stop. I slowed to see if I was right, and sure enough, the car rolled right out in front of me. The driver had no awareness I was in their path. I thought, oh my golly, what the heck is who is driving that car? I was really in a good mood this morning, so I did not lay on my horn or feel the need to punish the driver. I had been known to engage in road rage when I am not in a good place. As she drove on, I could tell she was oblivious to her surroundings. Once she was in front of me, I could read her license plate. It said, it's joy. I laughed out loud, thinking that is just like joy, randomly flowing everywhere, oblivious to its surroundings. I realized all the times I react in road rage, I am robbing myself from my joy. The other driver rarely notices my attack, so the only one affected by my negative reaction is me. Joy just keeps going down the road, oblivious to my presence. I have a hunch God is 
joy flowing freely in every circumstance. Today I understood I can choose road rage or I can choose joy. Either way, joy will just keep going down the road because joy is always flowing whether I choose to see it or not. So I wonder about the idea of joy being a synonym. I feel the need to make that word 17 syllables with beauty. That beauty is always flowing all around regardless of whether or not I see it or notice it. It, it is. Beauty simply is. Beauty simply is. And um Yes. And and I agree with you in that regard. And that beauty is there. It's um uh, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we notice it or not. Right. Much like joy. And and actually all of the the attributes or characteristics that are God are always there, are mm-hmm. always present. So, yeah, I, I think that makes the connection. And, and if we're led by our humanness, we are apt to miss it, mm-hmm. miss the joy, miss the beauty, miss the abundance, miss the prosperity, you know, miss the peace. And so what what we what you said earlier I think is absolutely true. It's up to us to make a choice right. of what we look for and what we notice in what we see. And a lot of times we're choosing to hunt for that external beauty, you know, through losing weight or having surgery to lose weight or having a physical, um, you know, uh, uh, facelift or you know changing our hair color or changing, and it's like. It's so amazing to the links that, that we have decided to go to as a society to attain that physical beauty. And at some point along the way, one would think, oh, well, if you if you do so many things and you're looking for that look, well, you've done it, you've got that look, but then yet there's just still another surgery or something else that this kind of mindset usually hunts for. And, um, you know, I think that that, shows again the principle of that we're not seeing what already is and that it already is within us and that if we slow down, if we stop, if we choose to look and see what is already within, you know, that beauty would so ripple out at such a huge rate. I mean, I really do think that the universe is just streaming through at such a rate that it doesn't take much slowing down on our part to be rewarded through seeing the beauty. But we have to have some sort of stoppage, some sort of, you know, we have to slow down long enough, and many times, you know, that comes through a circumstance that we call bad, but that gives us that opportunity to slow down, to see that beauty that's already there, that that we miss when we're racing down that road trying to find the perfect size 10, which I actually have started as a mantra saying I am a size 10 just so, you know, I can live longer and not die, but, you know, so there's a balance between looking for beauty and being healthy, but, um, you know, I do think we miss Sometimes, yeah. When we're when we're trapped in the cycle of looking for the external physical human beauty, mm-hmm. the thought that came to me was um, there is no external fix for an internal wound. Mm. Oh, I like that. Write that down. And there's you know there's you know if someone has plastic surgery and they change their hair color and they're always on a diet and they're doing things for the motivation of I want to look a certain way, like the models in the magazine or like my parents said I should look, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it might not even be, you know, being small or petite or blonde or whatever. It might be my parents always said that you should dress a certain way Mm -hmm. and I need to do that to really be perceived as beautiful, whatever it is, um, and then you do all of those things and you check all of those boxes and you right. still don't feel fulfilled, right. you know, that's about not having tapped into that inner beauty, mm-hmm. that unique combination of values, beliefs, ideas, especially ideas that make you the beautiful person you are, you know. So I th- I, I think about 
you know, me, if I didn't write poetry mm. because of whatever external, you know, if I was looking for external gratification from it or recognition from it and I wasn't getting that, you know, I still would have to write. I have, it's like I have to write. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, in high school, there was a teacher who encouraged that. And, you know, it's like a, a, even though kids thought it was, you know, other, other students thought it was kind of silly or stupid. Or, but I had someone who was an adult, and I had family members mm. who said, you know, these are really good. This is good. You, you know, you, you actually can write. And that seed being planted, that's something that's unique about me. Not that there are no other poets, but my, one of my unique ways of expressing mm-hmm. in the world was to write you know, and to write creatively. But a novel, novel is not in me, you know, that's which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a, I think I'm a really good poet, and I love to write poems, and I love to journal. Mm-hmm. But the idea of writing a novel would be, like, repulsive, or is repulsive to me, for me. So that beauty of who you are and how you express is what if you if you don't tap into that, you, no matter what else you do on the outside, you're not going to walk through the world feeling beautiful. And the beauty of your essence, uniquely to you, I think we have to we have to really look for within. Yes. And and so you know you could have over the time somehow been given the message that, you know, real writers write novels. And if you didn't slow down enough to understand that your gift was in poetry, that if you kept looking at that external and tried to make it fit inside, but then that would just destroy the, the, not destroy, but it would certainly delay the beauty within that could come out and express itself through poetry. And so, um, no, go ahead. So, you know, it just makes me wonder about, um, because I think about that, and I can use that example. And obviously, that came writing poetry came naturally to me, mm-hmm. and it was a way of expression that came forth. And then it was affirmed that there were a few other people who could see that was a beautiful way for my spirit and my soul to express, and that. It, it was good for me. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I felt good about myself when I did it. And it's that little bit of affirmation that then allowed me to or encouraged me to keep going. So that that makes me think about lots of people I know. And, you know, if they have a natural inclination to do something, to express themselves in a certain way, whether it's artistic or in business or in their, the way they live their fam- with their family, whatever. How often does that not get affirmed? Mm, right. Where you know innately, you know naturally that that's important to you, for you to be in the world. But everybody around you discounts it or criticizes it or says, oh, no. How hard that must be to then really find and acknowledge your unique, beautiful self. And I wonder if ultimately that ex- that desire to express is so strong that it would overcome any kind of external at some point, you know, because I think at some point that is the life force within. So whatever that is will take, uh, will take shape, will take form, will find its kind of like the flower through the concrete, you know, the, the energy to live. I think it's there, mm-hmm. but I just know way too many people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s who are unhappy because they either feel they don't have a purpose, they don't know their purpose, um, they've done all the right things, but there's something missing, and they're not doing anything destructive, so mm-hmm. to speak, You know, which maybe if there was some major destructive challenge, it would force, you know, sometimes when people bottom out, mm-hmm. you know, and they, with, whether it's with some kind of addiction, no matter what kind of addiction is, it forces that person to look in the mirror and choose, who do I want to be, how do I want to be in the world? 
But so many people never have a bottom-out experience, you know, even not with addiction. They don't ever get fired or they don't ever, they get married and they, you know, live together and raise a family for 30, 40 years. And it's an okay life, but they never find that, that spark. Well, I say thank God I believe in reincarnation then because they can come back again. <laughs> you know, they don't and, have to worry. They have lots of time. In Wayne Dyer's movie um, that was origin- that's called The Shift, hmm. it was originally titled uh, From Ambition to Meaning, oh, uh-huh. The Midlife Years, How You Move, How Many People Move from Ambition and hmm. Doing All the Things That They're Supposed to Do and move into a space of, I want my life to have meaning. Yes. And there are several stories within the story, for those people who haven't seen the film, The Shift, um, and all of them really are about this. Being who you you were designed to be and how beautiful that is that you show up, that you know your own beauty, and then you show up in such a powerful way that everybody around you sees your beauty and acknowledges your beauty as well. And those people who can't see it or don't see it, how they don't really matter in the bigger scheme of things. Um, and so I can highly recommend Ooh. that that film, The Shift, by Wayne or featuring Wayne Dyer, and... Um, it really just demonstrates what we were were talking about. There's a woman, one of the featured characters is a woman who is appears to be in her 30s, early to mid-30s, and she's married, and she has two children. And there's a line in the film where her they are on vacation, and she has... Um, Sketched, like some of the nature, and and when she was in a young, when she was a child, a teenager in college, she used to draw all the time. But since she had her children, you know, her whole energy was focused around being a wife and a mother, especially the mother part. And her children saw what she was drawing, and one of the older one, who appeared to be maybe eight to ten, said something in a very innocent way of, like, well, Mommy, you don't draw. I mean, you know, it's like that's and, – and she really knew that was a, who she is at the core. Mm. She's an artist. And that she, you know, has raised this child who's been with her for eight or ten years who doesn't even know that's who she is. And, you know, this line of my own children don't even know who I am. Wow. And that's how we live our lives. Mm. We don't let the beauty – Shine. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And how do we encourage each other to do that and to yeah. see that and to say that and to start the conversation for that and to affirm each other? Um, it's really interesting to affirm people wherever they are uh, because we're so unaccustomed to being affirmed that when we start saying, oh, my God, that is great, you did great, you're like, oh, no, not really. You know, it's like we'll discount ourselves five times to every one time somebody will come in and say, oh, that was great. And it's like you really have to um, continuously, you know, we can be that voice in the world of affirmation for one another. That can be a huge ripple, and they can really transition people's way of thinking, coming in and saying, oh, what a great job you did, or oh, what a great glasses you have, or oh, that's a great hairstyle. You know, it, 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 even if just for 60 seconds or six seconds, it shifts that, oh, I have a good hairstyle. You know, even if you don't even know me, if I say that, there's something that it'll 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 jump skip that energy if, if the energy is flowing inside that person of, oh, I am just lower than low. And then you jump skip into, oh, you have cute hair, good shirt. Ooh, you know, it, it does kind of make it an interruption in that energy. So, keeping with your um, comments earlier about experiments, yes, we have homework experiments I for see, listeners to this show. Good homework idea. experiments, and there there are two that I'm thinking of. Okay, one is what you were just saying to affirm in a positive way 
something that you see that's good about each about each person, and that's the physical beauty, and two, to look for ways to affirm the inner beauty of people. So as people are expressing things and you see them being in joy mm-hmm. about that, whatever it is, the, the, the project they finished at work, the idea they had that they journaled about, to step into that place of saying yes to, the, to spirit expressing as and through that person, mm-hmm. regardless of what their external package looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a both and, because I really love the what you were saying about sometimes people just need more practice accepting that someone can see them. And what we see is the physical package, that, oh, you do see and notice that, you know, my haircut is a good cut or that I'm standing up straighter or that I, you know, look like I've lost weight or something, as long as it's true. Right. And the more practice I get in taking that in, the more, and in giving it out, Mm -hmm. the more ease with which I can take it in when somebody really sees the inner me Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And if I practice noticing that in other people, then I'm going to also notice it in myself. Yeah, and that is a cool, that is a huge practice. And it and it's interesting because in the course of my life there definitely has been times where people you know Pollyannish or you know nobody can think all that thought or you know it's not sincere you just say all those nice things positive things all the time so it's not sincere and I'm always like oh that's interesting but you know because I I have gone through periods where I just like everybody I saw I had you know that was my goal was to say something a Seven Eleven guy standing next to walking by somebody in the parking lot that I made a conscious effort to interject something positive into that person's life. And the more they sought to avoid it, <laughs> the more I would track them down. I would follow people into stores if they tried to ignore me. <laughs> and I mean, it really was an interesting time. But I do think that we can make, I really believe that, we can make it if we don't know what's going on in that stranger's life. Yeah. And I love that homework assignment because you, I found that when I did that, I made that a practice everybody I saw to make some sort of connection with them. It'll change the week. Yes. So we'll report next week, and we hope some of you will share with us what you've done and how that homework assignment has shown up in your life and what you got out of it. Right. You know, it's one thing to tell the stories about how the other people, you know, reacted, and we want to hear that too. Mm -hmm. And what did it mean for you, and what did you notice about yourself as you were retraining yourself? Right to look for the beauty, right. the inner beauty, the, the voice of God, the experience of God in the people you interact with. Right. It'll change. It'll change both. In the name of the horse's black beauty. Oh, yeah, end, I, did I look just that have up. to say, you looked that up and I was not crazy. It was black beauty. It's black beauty. And you would think, being a black woman, that I would remember <laughs> that there was this great story about the horse black beauty Uh, It was an autobiographical memoir told in the first person by a horse named Black Beauty, beginning with his carefree days as a colt on an English farm, to his life pulling cabs in London, and then to his happy retirement in the country. And yes, I have heard of that book. Mm -hmm. I don't think I read it. I wasn't a girl who was like enamored with horses. (laughs) You know, I lived in the concrete jungle, not in horses. So um, thanks for joining us for Say Yes to Spirit, and uh, join us tomorrow evening from 10.30 to 11 p.m. for God in My Day Meditation. Meditations. Visit us online at GodInMyDay.com, and uh, let us know what your thoughts are and how you say yes to spirit. Have a great, great, great week.
But my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be, with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.